Welcome to the life of a global desi. A podcast that connects like-minded desis all over the globe by conforming to stereotypes and breaking them. Introducing Life of a Global Desi interviews. Yes, we bring to you our conversations with remarkable global desis who are doing some truly cool things in life. The idea is to bring fresh perspectives, add diverse voices, and expand the global desi community. On to our episode now. The guest on today's show is Dhanaz, aka Backpacking Indian Mama. A media and communications professional, Dhanaz currently works as a doctoral research fellow at the Department of Media and Communication, Pune University. She's also a freelance travel writer and mom blogger. Dhanaz has traveled across 17 countries and 23 states in India with her family. She solo backpacked to three destinations with her toddler Ariana across Germany, Cambodia, and Barcelona, Spain. Having backpacked across multiple countries with a little kid, she's trying to encourage more Indian mothers to take up backpack traveling with their children. Dinaz writes about travel and parenting in several publications including the Indian Express, the Times of India, Women's Web among others. She's delivered two TEDx talks based on her travel journeys with her child. She regularly creates content for social media on Instagram and blogs across the theme of traveling with young active children. She's also worked with multinationals such as Google India, RR Donnelly and Williams Lay in the field of online advertising and market research. Throughout her life, she's nurtured her interest in using communication for social change. To realize her passion, she's volunteered with NGOs such as Center for Environment Education under the Ministry of Environment and Forests for the Government of India, Oroville International, and Army Vibes Welfare Association (AVA). She's married to an Indian Army officer and has a daughter, Ariana, who's five years old. When not traveling, she loves cooking and Latin dancing. You can follow the Nas and her journey on Instagram at backpacking underscore Indian underscore Mama, or you can follow her on her blog at backpackindianmama.com. On to our show now. Hey everyone! Today we have someone really special with us. Uh, we have the Nas. and we're going to be learning a lot more about her on this episode and first things first let's do a quick icebreaker to get the nas get to know the nas really better so the nas here goes what's the most random thing in your purse or wallet when you're traveling the most random thing my uh, nose drops i think <laughs> i have a blocked nose sometimes so i carry them <laughs> most of the time <laughs> random and utility uh just to get to know you a little bit better and to like dive deeper into your life um we'd love to know what were some of your early influences that really shaped your individual world view so what were some of these influences growing up for you um i've had a childhood which was very happy that showed i've had parents uh, you know uh, who came from different uh, backgrounds my father was always based in assam but my mother spent a lot of her childhood in the united states uh, 
from I think when she was three she shifted there and uh, so it comes from a mix of influences from both of them uh, from him it's a more about learning about um, SME's culture and um, so they used to live as like a huge family he has five brothers so the the big family home and you know uh, running around in the fields I guess plucking fruit from the trees these are the kind of things that I kind of picked up as a child about being active and being outdoors and from my mother I think I picked up a sense of global culture a sense of you know what it is like to live amongst people who don't look like them because uh, she used to tell me about her neighbors her neighbors children and how they used to like go to school together as kids and uh, so when she came back to India, it was a little difficult for her initially because for a little child, it's a bit of a change to come back to India when they've grown up there and then adjust, readjust to, to life back in India. So, uh, so these are the first, um, you know, I would say introductions to uh, different kinds of global cultures or even my own culture that I picked up from them. Um, yeah, so, so I learned a lot from my parents. My father's a history buff. He loves storytelling. He's uh, taken us to a lot of trips, uh, not backpacking trips as such, not like very out and out road trips as such, but then we used to go on these proper planned holidays where we used to go to see different kind of places and mostly with a lot of history, like places in the south, places um, Delhi, then we've, uh, you know, uh, Goa, other places. So here, so there he used to regale me with like, you know, history, facts, monuments and so and so ruler did this and they lived through. So that kind of a historical um, sort of influence came from my father and uh, from my mother, it was always about uh, picking up different sort of music and growing mm -hmm. up around different sorts of music and cuisine and learning how to bake. She's a good baker. So I picked oh, that wow. up from, um, from her as well. So these are the kind of first influences that I've had in life. Um, yeah, so yeah, talking about my early influences, I would say my parents uh, have been a huge part of it. That's fantastic. And we can clearly see that travel has been a big part of that influence and just understanding global cultures. So I'm curious, when, how, and why did you decide to start traveling with now your own toddler? And become a backpacking Indian mama the name of course we love by the way yeah so it was nothing um, planned in my life I had never really set out to be a backpacking mama or to be a backpacker per se but then um, I happened to fall in love and get married to a travel loving army officer and as you know uh, yourselves uh, how the army life is we change destinations every couple of years and we live out of trunks and then we make every you know new place into a home four walls into a home so so I was getting used to that life and with him came also the love for travel because not only were we moving on postings we were also going out to explore just by ourselves over the weekends and everything so um, from him I literally got the travel bug the backpacking bug per se from my husband mm -hmm. And then uh, after he introduced me to the concept of like, you know, budget traveling and going out there, taking risks and not having like a booked place to stay in at night. These are the first, um, I think, introductions of what my parents had never taught me. I mean, they were all about planned travel and having tickets to go back and having a plan B in mind. And with my husband, it was completely the opposite. 
and we used to be on bikes for days you know and like not know where we are going to be and this scared the hell out of my parents initially <laughs> but then it also opened me up i would say and it gave me uh, i would say a kind of a chance to explore more about myself and that's mm. how i started traveling on my own to a lot of destinations i interned with a couple of organizations and uh, which also involved travel um mm. and worked with them and soon after i um, when i moved to pune for my studies i i conceived and uh, that was when i sort of planned the trip with my child because i had always wanted to go to europe and never been to europe and uh, well i would say fortunately now uh, i got pregnant but that did i i did not want that to be an obstacle because the trip was something that i had always wanted so mm. i thought why not just take her and after she's born and uh, everyone thought there was an insane idea because you know you don't really take like a you know uh, a year old child alone by yourself and without any plan of you know staying anywhere but then i i thought this was going to be possible so i we made a seven country tour of europe me and my husband and my daughter in 2016 after she was a year old and we went across seven countries and the final country was germany and in germany my husband went back which was a pre-planned move i had asked him to head back and i wanted to do this uh, you know stretch by myself so that is when the first uh, trip for me and my daughter happened um where we only stayed in hostels and we traveled by public transport and we sights uh, we went sightseeing extensively um all i had was my rucksack my baby stroller and my baby carrier and i put two uh, two of our stuff into like one rucksack and i had because i had a baby with me i couldn't be carrying too many things of course yeah um i also had a set budget in mind and i was booked into a lot of youth hostels so i wanted to experience that kind of life and i wanted to give it to her as well like her first experiences and fortunately it went off well we did three cities in germany and we came back safely to india without being penniless and you know like dying of infections and all that so all that nothing of that sort <laughs> happened and after we came back i sort of started writing about it and um, i could see a lot of interest from other mo- mothers so that is how my first foray into traveling with my child happened so our question there it's it sounds so fascinating and adventurous the whole journey i've uh, had my fair share of living at youth hostels what were people's reactions at um, about you traveling with your daughter in these youth hostels because i know they can be crazy places sometimes so yeah how is that um well they were very positive to be very honest because uh, i had picked western europe for a reason because of the fact that it's so well laid out and the public transport system is very very good and also people are friendlier there in around in and around uh, they generally want to help people and even in hostels they have designated play areas like at least the ones that i went to had designated wow. play areas for children and um, i had communicated that i would be traveling with a baby by email earlier and uh, that is why i asked for a private dorm uh, where mm. nobody else was booked because they did not have private one of the hostels did not have private rooms so we went for a private dorm and uh, that is what the policy was they wouldn't allow anyone else of course with a child to to sleep in the same room but um, apart from that we were you know surrounded by travelers from everywhere and i was the only mother with a baby in the hostel <laughs> and um, 
there were like people from all over they came and they they just started asking questions about where are you from and when they came to know i'm from india they thought it was like a ridiculous thing to they were like how are your parents even allowing you to get like we know about <laughs> indian culture and everything and how are you getting going out there so i said it's not so bad you know like just come 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 to india and you'll see that women do travel so um so that's how it started and uh, believe me like i had a really really nice time in hostels and i keep recommending this to other mothers as well that why not hostels why not uh, over hotels because some of the hostels that i stayed with in the hosteling international community the high hostels mm-hmm. are located in such beautiful destin- like uh, you know locations mm-hmm. across the world and uh, they have the facility of private dorms they have uh, designated play areas for children um there are there's good public transport available whenever there's a centrally located hostel so why not explore this option as well with your child and give them the experience of communal living because um yeah so that is something that i experienced only because i lived in a hostel i stayed in a hostel otherwise i if i was in a hotel i wouldn't have been able to give her the kind of communal experience you mentioned a couple of myths there right i mean people talking about oh you know as an indian and with a child like how did your parents allow this or how are you traveling alone like what are some common myths that you heard uh, on on your trips on your travels or do you still hear you know uh, and that people might have might have about traveling with toddlers particularly that uh, you know you faced and and you feel like you you either debunk them or 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 do you think that are outdated now uh there's a lot of myths actually and uh, i think i am trying in my own capacity to break them uh little by little but then uh generally the con- preconceived notion is when you hear about a uh, backpacking and when you hear about traveling without a plan um or any kind of travel it's always about uh the younger generation about students mm. and uh, young professionals it's never generally associated with uh the married family with children married they can they could be married but then they generally you know travel without children that is the back like the usual notion that people in india at least have of uh, of someone who backpacks but then um so it took me a little bit of time to sort of debunk debunk the myth that surrounds backpacking in india and uh, that was the first one the second one was that uh, backpackers are hippies and they have a very <laughs> hippieish lifestyle and that of course comes with the tag that's associated with it so um so i had to give in my content and the the blogs that i shared that i l- did live um and wash myself every day and i washed my kid every day <laughs> and we did wear good clothes and then <laughs> we had enough money to eat and we did not hitchhike everywhere wow. so so these are the kind of you know um no little notions or little stereotypes that i help break with my content and that's when a lot of mothers got convinced that hey you know this is a doable option and this could be something that i could also try with my child um yeah so apart from that i think mothers themselves or indian women generally um i wouldn't say like a lot of mothers that speak to me speak to me out of the fear of not knowing what might happen when they go on mm. the trip um as opposed to being able to go which which they are they're extremely capable of capable of doing it but then this initial fear that stems from conditioning from a lot of pressure from you know their their families their in-laws or from what i hear from their messages that you know my husband's not agreeing or my in-laws are not agreeing and how should i convince them so it's that 
pressure more than her own mental makeup of how you know if she would be able to go or not so my first attempt is always to break that mental you know sort of pressure on the woman um and i try to make her very comfortable with the idea that you know if it's not a crime you're not stealing anything you're traveling and you love it and why not expose your child to it if if it's something that you love doing why not expose your child to it just like you would expose a child to anything else so that is uh, the kind of like um, i would say initiate initiation that i give to the sh- to the woman and um, i've seen a lot of breakthroughs happening i've seen a lot of successful trips happening uh, of women who've actually gone out there and they've written back to me saying you know hey i didn't even know i could do this you know i've taken my wow. kid and i had a really nice time and uh, i never knew that i was capable of this so these are my small joys of being able to impact i think in a little way uh, through my own personal journey so inspiring and beautiful like seriously um just with all traveling with a baby with through the uncertainty and all of that you mentioned that you um actually uh bathed made sure that you washed your baby and also like washed yourself kept really clean what are some uh, rituals or like resources or people uh, habits that have helped you on your journey uh, both like literally what were some things that you're doing or even metaphorically and just want to hear a little more about baby diapers i don't know why that's just coming <laughs> to my mind like how did diaper changes happen at a hostel and like how often did that need to happen what if you were in the middle of an adventure while you had to change a diaper like how did you manage all that Mm, yeah that's pretty valid question and i've actually fed her i've changed her in different kinds of situations uh once in a subway in middle of some country you know, some city in germany once uh, when she you know like completely shat herself and i was all wet completely because uh, we mm. were traveling by road to some place so these are accidents that happen but then they can be controlled and only if you have these experiences experiences do you know how to avoid them the next time so um with my little experiences of whatever i've gone with my child i've always ensured that she um like i followed her cues because more than me planning for the child i have to know what she wants at the right time and being able to deliver that so that has helped ease my travel at least a lot um specifically timings for um not really timings because when you're a baby you can poop any time you know but then carrying an extra set of uh, diapers for instance or um not carrying t- carrying too many diapers because how much will you fit into your rucksack and um the fact that knowing that supermarkets are there all over the world mm. babies are there all over the world which means that they poop everywhere and their diapers everywhere in every market so that's so true mothers don't really need to panic because there's everything available so um once i had that because even my fear was what if this happens what if i don't find something uh you know when the, when the baby needs it what will i do but with my personal experiences i've seen that not to stress too much about having the baby and you know it being hungry or me completely breaking down um of course that's happened i've i've literally like at a fest i i remember feeding her like um i was carrying her and then she was wailing because she was very very hungry and there was no public like there was no place to feed her and there was a pop up fest going on i think some somewhere mm. in germany in my first time and she was really hungry and i tried to stop her initially but then i knew she wouldn't stop until she fed herself so 
yeah so i just like fed her right there i just like you know <laughs> fed her right wow. there and everyone was like yeah you know it's a normal thing um yeah. exactly so so yeah so these are the little things because even for me it was the first experience right and until you do it you don't really know what the reactions will be or if you will be comfortable with it i didn't know in my mind that it would be such a normal thing and uh, this is something that i really got from my travels of not really stereotyping anything in my mind not carrying any prejudices about people about places um and breaking them through my experiences so so i would say i've handled some really nasty situations but now i'm more prepared i'm prepared i carry extra changes i carry my own uh, extra changes i carry wet wipes everywhere and uh, <laughs> i carry like little distractions for the kid so uh, yeah so i i think now it's become a lot more easier than the first time that's fantastic and i'm so glad you shared that story about you know breastfeeding in public because i feel like it's it's unless people normalize it because it's the most natural process in this world right you bring a child into this world you feed them and and it happens everywhere in the animal kingdom and for some reason in humans we all try to look for like this discreet place in the home even or even in public and and i've been always very curious about you know why that happens or why that has been and and some somehow like men feel very uncomfortable with it and of course in the public areas you know it's just like oh my god did you just you know start doing that why but i'm so glad you spoke about this and and glad that travels kind of you know helped you through that so just to that point like do you feel like uh these are things that are changing like what what sort of mindsets do you hope to change with your example and just you know how you're leading your life and and your lived experience i think i'm in my little way i'm just trying to change the fact that a woman can be seen for much more um than just being playing different roles in her life of you know being a daughter first and then being a wife mm. being a sister uh, a daughter uh, or a mother So these are the kind of roles that I want to not put into a box because even if you're a mom you can do certain things that you still you know would have you know would have un- enjoyed doing if you were not a mom <coughs> and continuing to do them. So uh so these are the kind of uh, very very lived experiences that I've uh, I've had and I encourage all women to think the same because there's no real age like I did my post graduation after I married and I um delivered a baby two days uh, after i did my final presentation uh, of my masters and wow i through these experiences i can see the kind of um, boxes that you know that my mind is broken by like firstly and then the fact that no age is the right age to do anything if you want to and no situation will be perfect enough for you to wait for to do a certain thing uh it's not like i'll be 40 tomorrow and that's when i'll go to so and so place or i'll buy a house if you want to do it do it now or if you don't want to do it don't do it at all but uh yeah. so so there's no situation that should be compelling you so these are the kind of uh i think i think personal mindset also that i've broken for myself because i used to think these things are difficult but then yeah. Yeah. So, since i've been break like doing them i think uh, things are becoming more and more possible Yeah and and you stand as an inspiration right and then to hopefully change that in society as well so yeah thanks so much for doing that and i'm curious thenas through this experience through these breakthroughs that you personally have had but are also causing to people around you what are some hopes that you have for 
experiences that you want your own daughter to take away from a childhood that is so filled with adventures you know like the ones that you're you're making happen for her and also you know how important is it to for kids to travel maybe at a young age or you know how how do you think about that sort of uh parenting experience i think travel changes anyone's lives and if it's introduced very early it's something that can literally transform you um internally externally everything um it's transformed me for sure and i wish that i had the kind of um although i did have a very good childhood but most of my, most of my holidays were not really impromptu per se they were planned holidays i never mm. really went on a backpacking trip or you know adventure across countries with my parents and now that i see it happening with my daughter i can see the kind of uh, changes that she's adapting herself to and the kind of um, openness with which she accepts situations um initially to give you an example i was a little worried about motion sickness for her and how she would take it but uh, we went on our first mountain holiday to bhutan at 7 months and that's when um, we went on a trek as well with her and it was a road trip completely and i was scared of uh, you know if she would throw up or if she would have any motion sickness but i saw that kind touch would she adjusted herself beautifully she slept through the road trip she went on a trek with us i fed her again in public <laughs> during the trek mm-hmm. midway and mm-hmm. so so these are things that i saw that she was enjoying um in fact she also learned to walk by herself on her own uh, for the first time when we were in istanbul when we touched istanbul wow. she was not really walking by herself at that point she was just you know wobbling but then when we were there the hagia sofia and we were there and we were sitting down and i saw her running like literally running memory and that was the first time i actually saw her walking by herself and i couldn't stop like the tears and um, yeah. so so that's the thing i she was so excited because she was running after pigeons there were pigeons then she was running after them and hadn't had i not opened her up to these kind of outdoor experiences i think many of her psychomotor developments many of her physical movements wouldn't have been as agile or as you know or you know active as uh, she is now thankfully she is an active kid she likes exploring she tachu does not have any medical issues that would stop her from traveling um, mm. but even if they they are i mean with the kind of medical help that you have now it's possible to take uh, any child to any place in fact um, given the the right kind of advice medical advice you have so so yeah i mean literally that is one and the second is i hope that she grows up to remember these experiences um on and the trips that uh, we've taken together i hope that she remembers that she uh met uh someone who did not look like her uh when she was just a year old and i hope she remembers that she spoke uh, that people spoke different languages around her that she tried her first um, i would say oyster at the age of 3 and that wow. that she wouldn't have had a chance to otherwise I hope that she remembers that she slept on a bunk bed um in Paris in our hostel when she was just a year and a half and I hope she remembers these kind of experiences that that you know she didn't even know that dogs could swim and uh <laughs> when we were in New Zealand there was a beach and that's the first time mm. that she saw a dog swimming and she said I didn't wow. know dogs could swim in water yeah, yeah and dogs, dogs love swimming it's yeah. so fantastic that she saw that first time exactly yeah. So so yeah so these are the collective experiences that I hope for her to remember when she grows up. 
so beautiful i got a little teary i just listening to you share all those lovely memories you had with your daughter that sounds beautiful i think um yeah it's just to like segue into kind of wrapping it up we'd love to know what are you curious about these days what's uh, what's keeping your mind occupied what are you exploring um actively right now because it's a lockdown we're not being able to travel that much and uh, of course i've taken up a full time job at the moment i'm doing my phd as well um wow. it's it's in a media <laughs> it's in a media course and i'm researching on indian documentary um and so that takes up a lot of my time so besides that i try to um remember our old memories i go through a lot of old pictures with my daughter and i keep trying to talk to people asking about travel i'm trying to update my blog a little bit but i'm not really getting as much time that i would have liked because the child's at home you know there's no school and of course yeah. it's a big deal for all mothers i think at this point who are trying to handle children who go to school so i'm managing her managing that and because i'm between homes i've been homeless since january in fact i've been in different people's homes so i have to <laughs> literally go back yeah th- that's amazing that you know you have so many supportive and loving people in your family that yeah. you know just help you bank <laughs> that's awesome you're still backpacking in a way then <laughs> yeah literally i'm still living out of suitcases uh, per se yeah that's awesome it's a phd and a full time job that sounds and a full time job of being a mother <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's awesomely inspiring um What advice would you give someone wanting to overcome apprehensions about traveling or and especially traveling with young children? Um I yeah sure I was just say you know just leave home just let go and just take that first trip and see how it feels. It doesn't have to be successful. Uh you don't have to actively work towards making it an a successful trip. Just leave home, go to the next city. go to your not your parents house i would say but like your friends place and then take your child go to a few places without anyone just your kid and see how it feels see if you're able to manage them and what other kind of challenges you face and then come home and think if you would like to repeat that experience and if you do then take a trip all by yourself again to a very manageable place where there's probably you don't have to really backpack you can just go to the next place and then you can book yourself into a very cute bnb take a room for yourself keep your baby uh, just enjoy the first experiences because it doesn't really have to be you know like completely making yourself uncomfortable it's also about accepting the fact that you are alone you'll be by yourself and you'll be with a tiny human who most likely won't understand you and your emotions and what you're going through so It's very imperative that the mother herself takes the first call of where she wants to go and is not influenced by uh, certain other factors. And if you've had a successful time, why not take it um, to another notch and just book yourself a trip that will make you a little bit little bit uncomfortable. Because once you face those challenges and once you go out of your comfort zone, you'll realize how strong you are and you'll realize what you did to overcome those challenges. um it could be as small as you know booking yourself a train ticket by yourself a lot of women still do have apprehensions because they've always had another male doing it for them and they've always had someone who you know to ask for you know advice on where we should go the next time 
So I don't. I want to see women changing that, and I want to see women taking more decisions by themselves, especially when they're mothers. Of course, it's a collective decision between both the parents, but then there should be some kind of uh, planning that also goes on by herself. Um, now I do all my bookings myself. I review hostels, and then I take off. The entire day is planned out in which we do activities that the child would like, and I would like as well. um and and we have just ourselves to you know uh, account and there's no accountability as such you know you don't really have to come back and say i did this i do, should have done this i should have gone there i didn't take mark this place or this left behind got left behind sometimes we just don't do anything we just um, go to a park and we just sit there the entire day because she wants to and then i come back and then um and so that's how we spend our day and then we eat something at night we cook something in the hostel and that's how we sleep and those are my best memories of actually not doing anything so specific mm-hmm. not really going and ticking off something from the checklist um so so those are things that i want every mother to sort of experience and see for herself because once she comes back she'll really cherish them for for her life and hopefully her child as well Yeah, I think it's just how different it is and it is definitely heartwarming, right? Because you don't get to see this so often and you've been told over and over again in society that oh, once you're a mother, like you kind of have to stop doing everything and, and it's all about And that your life changes. I'm sure it yeah, changes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, sh- I'm sure it changes, but your life doesn't stop, right? So I think that's the key difference. Uh and and you're, you know, really kind of bringing that to life in a way. Um and I love how how the advice was very um you know practical it was you, you're not saying that hey just pick up your baby and your backpack and go go explore the world like start small take baby steps like panno pan intended <laughs> and uh, and and you know and see how you feel and again maybe it's it's not it's it's just not mandatory right you don't no not everyone has to do this but but at least kind of get over the fear if you feel like that is a fear you have so yeah i love how how practical it is and how realistic you are also being right which is which is fantastic thanks dinas thanks for sharing all of that because um i'm sure a lot of people have got new ideas as they listen to you and and how actively you're uh, really questioning the status quo which i think is is what we always try to do whenever we talk to someone here As we wrap this up, I'm curious since you're on the life of a global desi podcast, uh what does the term global desi mean to you? I will always be a global desi at heart, I think. And I think all of us Indians are global desis at some point if we are open to the very notion of I think think globally, thinking globally and acting locally. So, um that is what I do at least. I've had dreams since I was a child, but I was very rooted in who I was and where I came from. and that's helped me uh, take a lot of decisions in life and being and be very practical about things not working out as well so um so the first step is always start from from where you are you don't have to really dream of achieving the moon in the beginning uh, start where mm. you are know who you are and then try to make a change in other people's lives and it doesn't really have to be a big as big a change as um you know becoming the president of a country or you know um, feeding like 500 hungry people it can just be feeding somebody next to you who's really hungry and you and who you see every day and who mm. might be just next door but you might not know that that person is suffering so much so these are small changes that helped me realize that there are several problems besides me in this world and my own problems are nothing compared to them so i think the term global desi signifies just that that 
yes, it's your um, uh, it's your right to dream big, to dream of going places, of doing things um, as much as you can to impact the world. But it's also your duty and your responsibility to think of the people around you and know your roots. Because once you know your roots, it really, really helps you uh, know yourself better, help people around you and have a sense of, uh, you know, where you want to see yourself probably like five, ten years from now. Um, mm. Yeah. So so this is the kind of, I think, idea of a global desi that I have in my mind. That's awesome. And we're so excited for many many more global desis like you who are also bringing up the next generation and are and i'm glad that they're in safe hands so fantastic with that uh dinaz where can people find you on social media and how can they get in touch with you sure so i write a blog it's called backpackindianmama.com besides that i also post on my social channels my instagram handle is backpacking underscore indian underscore mama and there's a small page that I run also on Facebook by the same name. But I most actively post on my Instagram as well as my blog updates. So do follow me there for all my journeys and for other parents or non-parents also who are looking to travel and backpack safely and know how to get there. Uh, there's always me uh, talking too much about my own experiences. So I think you'll always find me there. It's awesome. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure having you, Dinas. Thanks so much for being on the podcast with us. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Arti. Thank you, Archana, for having me. And I'm glad we did this. Yes, same, same. We're super glad. So awesome. And I'm so happy uh, that we got our listeners to to hear about something so special that Dinas is doing. Uh, to everyone else, hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned. Uh, keep listening and stay curious. Peace out. Hey Daisies, if you enjoyed this episode, then please rate, review and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever else you're listening to podcasts. And drop us a note on lifeofaglobaldesi at gmail.com or our social media to keep up this awesome dialogue. Oh, and don't forget to give us a five-star rating. You're so cheap. Why are you asking them for (laughs) five-star ratings? Well, I always ask for the rating I want, not the one I have. You know, like dress for the job you want, not the one you have. That's like the stupidest thing I've heard all day. Arti, you're so judgmental. You need to stop being judgmental. I just think you can't be so demanding. That's all. You ask for what you want. (laughs) Bleh.